0: Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal, Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. he's found him by the deflection,
3: it's Aaron Davis, he could win it, he probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh and it's an opening goal, what a start, Madden after just six minutes gives Yeovil the lead.
0: Stansfield, good turn
3: away from Trott, goal! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers, Captain. Good news, the band is back together. We really appreciated having Foxy and Elliot on the podcast last week, but it's time to bring in some, well, us again. Um, I'm Ben, you recognise my voice. Dave's here as well. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Brilliant, always works. And the one person (laughs) who actually (laughs) saw the football yesterday was Mr Ian Perkins. Say hello, Ian.
0: Hello, how are you? You
3: didn't say hello, Ian. Oh, he's ruined oh, it. Well,
0: that's that's Dave's joke. I can't tread on Dave's, you know, comedy comedy gimmick, can I? <laughs> Hello, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> You're my wife now, Dave.
1: <laughs> oh dear, Foxy po- Elliot, come back.
3: Any podcast that starts with um, um Yeah, is a, it you, We're we're getting off to a flyer there, we so are. we. <laughs> Set the bar high, <laughs> kids, is what we've done today. Um, we're going to be talking, uh, asking questions to Ian, because Town did some good things, which, after the couple of weeks we've had, welcome change. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about Chesterfield um, and what that means going forward. And there have been, there have been some questions. I've been logged into the Gloverscast account, and there's been pinging going on i seen I've been seeing the flashing lights. I thought I was popular, and yeah. that I'm not so let's do things a little bit chronological because I feel like it's been a week. I feel like we've had a week because Eastly happened, um, and obviously we weren't around to talk about it, and it felt like it was a long You're lucky week. you lucky, lucky well people <laughs> well um. I feel like it was, it felt like a four very long days in between the two matches, didn't it? Did it feel like that arriving at Hewish Park, like it was, it had been a, it had been a long four days in?
0: Yeah, kind of. It was one of those where I turned up and was fearing the worst. I, obviously, I was talking to you guys in the week and I honestly thought we were going to get absolutely drubbed. And, turning up, you know, the usual warm up, there was a bit more of a buzz around. I think the ground just because there was uh, a lot of kids there because of the community sports trust day. So in front of uh, the commentary box, it was like rammed with all these kids teams. So it actually provided quite a nice atmosphere. Um, So there was a bit of a bit of a buzz there. Um, But yeah, I, I guess turning up, I feared the worst especially after York.
1: Our WhatsApp chat had the words cricket score mentioned in it at least once, didn't it? So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Ben Ben is sat with a cricket bat behind him right now, so I don't know whether that's got anything to do with it, whether cricket was on your mind. But you were thinking there was – what did you say, Ben? You said it could be a cricket score, but maybe not. Or could, Yeah, you gave yourself enough uh, wiggle room to stay yeah. the fence, didn't
3: you? Yeah, I did. I, I feared the worst. <laughs> and it's been a weird season for me because I've seen us play really well and get the square root of nothing out of it. Um, and so these last few games have just been a bit pants because I've been made to feel like a bit of an idiot for saying we're really good and we're really not. Um, and so I've been, I've been long waiting <laughs> for a performance that kind of shows that we are as good as I think I've seen us be in certain games. And yeah, I was, I was fearful. I listened to um, Tom, one of the Toms from the spy rights, right on the, on the pod that I missed. And he was sat there thinking that, yeah, he's having a good time of it right now. And um, yeah, I, I thought to myself, I'm not sure how we stop seven or eight genuinely goal scoring opportunities or, or players from the Chesterfield side. They've got so many players who are dangerous in, in areas. And, you know, we've been, pretty tough on keeping Eastleigh and York and Woolston and Altringham out so uh, yeah it's been um yeah I was a bit scared
0: yeah yeah and I I think you know you will have listened to the podcast on Thursday it was all doom and gloom and we were absolutely fearful but as um often seems to be the case with Yeovil town when the bigger teams the teams that we don't expect to get anything from come to town we actually put on a bit of a show and yeah. we, we played really well and I don't know if it's because they're you know they're a team that were going for it and wanted to you know put us to the sword because they've not um, you know they know we're out of form but for whatever reason it all just worked for us uh, that early start Jimmy Torre sort of chasing down it was sort of the theme of the day from him just chasing down everything and he hunted down the ball off of the um I think it was Williams in into centre back and snuck it around the keeper who sort of came into sort of Grant Smith territory in no man's land and took advantage and put it home and it was a, a brilliant start. And I think it caught everyone sort of off guard. Um including, you know, the Chesterfield players and obviously they hit back pretty quickly. I, I don't know if the highlights the highlights don't show Grant Smith charging out to concede the free kick, do they?
3: Not the goals from BT Sports highlights package. No, I imagine there'll be some longer form highlights at some point that may well show it. Okay, yeah. So a
0: ball gets sort of looped over the top and uh, Quigley's running onto it. And it's over by, like, the lino. It's, you know, it's Jamie Record's position. And for some reason, Grant Smith either thinks the ball's going to travel or carry all the way, you know, quite a long way away from Quigley. And it just doesn't so he's got no choice other than to wipe him out otherwise he's left the goal um left the goal wide open and it sort of just gave us a position where ugh, now we've got to defend and we weren't particularly needing to and then Chesterfield sort of cut us open a great little through ball to the I think it was King the fullback um on the overlap and yeah I think the cross comes in and Smith should probably do a little bit more with a save I don't know it's at the time, I thought he's put that into the worst possible place. And yeah, it was just sort of like, ah, the last thing we needed to do just after scoring was letting them get straight back into the game and it being even because sort of off the back of that as well. That was probably that was probably their brightest passage of play, Chesterfield. They really sort of strung passes together. Ollie Banks was sort of pulling the strings all afternoon. Uh and you sort of thought oh, they're in the mood now, and they're gonna they're gonna get something, but never really happened.
1: Can I, Can I ask you a question about the goal about um, Jimmy Touré's goal? What is the yeah. difference apart from the obvious between Jimmy Touré right. and Malachi Linton? Because I watched Malachi Linton. Do that at Wildston and, and to a degree at Alteringham as well, chase things down and hassle defenders and Harry defenders and all the rest of it. What's the difference between him and Jimmy Toure? Because it seemed whenever listening to you and Sheridan on the radio that when he got the ball and he was doing things, he looked exciting, but Linton seems to have kind of lost his way a little bit in the last uh, few games since you referred to him as the, uh, the goal scoring star, I think.
0: <laughs> um, I think Jimmy Torre is a bit, uh, we've described him as a bit of a maverick. He's got, he's just, the way he controls the ball, you're not quite sure which way it's going to go because he could just, he'll just flick his foot and it'll go the other way. He's just, he's a bit, probably a bit silkier than Malachi Linton. I think Malachi Linton, you sort of know he's he's technically sound and he's gonna do you know it's quite clear what he's gonna do. Whereas Jimmy Torres has got that unpredictability about him. And I think I haven't seen the first goal back, but I think he sort of does a quite a nice little flick to get it away from the defender and round the and to open it up in front of the keeper. Um he's just yeah I don't know. I don't know. I think he's a bit more awkward as well possibly. Because he's taller, he's probably a bit lankier than Malachi Linton, and um, yeah, he's just got a bit of an awkward way about him. But it was he was on top form yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it looked like he kind of like broke it because the defender and the goalkeeper were both there, and yeah. they were both in in the close proximity of him when it when it when he went round it, and it did look like it was a bit of a. A forced job, you know. He was using his strength to get him uh, there as much as anything else, but maybe yeah, just couldn't uh, see it
0: quite so uh, quite so well. But
1: yeah, it just looked I, I, like something Linton could have done, but perhaps isn't doing at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think Williams at centre back sort of looked panicked by Jimmy Torre all afternoon. Mm. He was really, you know, and you know Malachi Linton was closing down as well, and I think. In the first half, I thought Malachi Linton and um, Jamie Grimes had a really good battle, and Linton was giving him a lot of trouble, pressing the ball and making him, you know, trying to press him while he was looking to play out short. And I don't know. I guess if Linton does that and it ends up in him scoring a goal, we're we're talking about him being um, him doing the right thing. But I, I thought, yeah, I think I thought Linton had one of those days where he does run around a lot, chases a lot, presses a lot, but he had a couple of shots that went over the bar, sort of snatching at things, but not in the six-yard box doing things, really.
3: Mm. I feel like we had, and I again, I'm going off nothing more than a, a standard betting in-play uh, screen that I was tracking most of the game on. We had a lot of shots on goal yesterday, which I don't necessarily think is something we've done an awful lot of. I know we've talked about our defensive um, if spots and maybes, but we had, according to in-play stats, at least thirteen shots on goal, of which six were on target during that game. That feels like more than an average.
0: Yeah, we had a couple of good free kicks. I think um, Torre hit the wall with one, but Matt Worthington made the keeper pull off a good save. There was a cross, Joey Johnson crossing in for Malachi Linton in the first half, which kind of just went behind him and came off the side of his leg. Um, Jimmy Tor had a blinding effort in the second half. He sort of turned the fullback inside out and just for just a little bit lower and it would have been a brilliant goal in the top corner. Um, yeah, we did seem to get a lot more. We were, we were just a lot more productive going forward. I think the, the comparison between Saturday and York City just totally different teams and I, I guess the frustration is we're so sort of bipolar in that respect that we play absolutely brilliantly against Wrexham but against Chesterfield and I didn't see the Barnett game but everyone says that was a brilliant performance and then you know <laughs> we go and do the opposite against York but I mean when we scored that second goal you know a set piece no more than we deserved, it was, or no less than we deserved. It was fantastic. It, it was, you know, we we played so well. Chesterfield did not look like they were able to cope with us. And then we scored from a set piece, which we've been mm. crying about forever. Um, and it was, <laughs> I don't know who scored it, someone scored it, and they all, uh, I think, uh, Ben Richards Everson celebrated as if he'd scored it. Josh Staunton obviously got awarded it but no one will ever really know um yeah and then the the equalizer was just a kick in the teeth a real kick in the teeth and there was like so much frustration amongst the players I mean Matt's uh, Matt Wormington sort of threw the ball in anger after it had gone in but I I don't know if the delivery of the corner caught him off because it I don't know if they all they were all sort of bunched like they were expecting, you know, like a looping cross or sort of whipped in, but it was just this flat delivery to the edge of the box, which gets hit first time and just none of them react at all. It was almost as like if to say, like, oh, you deal with this, you deal with that. And um Uka Boolam picks it up and just sort of nestles it in the bottom corner. And it was just uh just one of those <laughs> suck sucked the life out of you. But I think before the you know going into the game i think given what we'd had before i think we'd have been happy with that you know this isn't happy with a draw at wildstone this is out of form against top of the league unbeaten and we've got a point but in the context of the game it just
3: we deserved we deserved to win you talk about the context there and you're you absolutely right i was i was looking and the the form coming into this game is bonkers, and the form after it it just stands out so so much. Chesterfield played nine one six drawn three, including ours of course. The three draws have all been two all, which I thought was strange in itself. Mm-hmm. Chesterfield, how many minutes this season do you think Chesterfield have been behind by? Where well, they've been losing in games this season so far. In nine games, they've scored 19 goals. They've conceded 10, which comparatively to the likes of even York, Boreham, Wheelston is is a lot. How many minutes? So 17.
0: 17? So how many minutes have they been behind for?
3: Yeah, this entire season in nine accumulative games. Bearing in mind, they were behind like, for 12 minutes against us.
1: King's uh, <laughs> feeling a bit low. <laughs> Do
3: you want, want to read this sit? Thirty-two. Well, the answer, the answer is twenty-nine. Okay. I'll so see. for this entire yes. season, they have been behind for twenty-nine minutes, of which twelve is against us. And it just it just got me thinking that their run of form coming into this game, our run of form coming into this game. I mean. I'm, I'm staggered. I'm absolutely staggered that we got that as an individual result. And as you say, heartbreak, 80 or whatever minutes it was. Um, and yeah, we, we couldn't quite see it over the line. Um, obviously, you didn't see Altrincham. We did, but we didn't see the Chesterfield game. Um, but it does remind me of that Altrincham game. What t- talk, talk me through the last 10 minutes. We're 2-1 up. They, I assume, are chucking hell for leather. They make a change. Cooper comes on. We make a change. Um, bring Morgan Williams on. Did that alter the way we set things up? Did we change things tactically or did we try and shut up shop? What, what did that next seven or eight minutes look like?
0: It was it was a straight swap, really. Williams came in for chory Johnson because Johnson was struggling after this first start, really, Um it was quite frantic, the game. It didn't, I, no one ever really felt in control. I think Chesterfield, although they had the ball, the passes were loose. Um, there was a couple of moments where we pressed and could have had something, could have had an opportunity. Um, crosses in the box. There was, there was it was uh, 10 minutes where it sort of felt kind of comfortable. And then I think we concede that we can see that set piece and you know Adam Virgo told us getting out uh, of the league's all about defending set pieces and stuff <laughs> at them in that playoff game. Um but yeah, it wasn't I, I don't like Paul Cook was losing his mind on the sideline. <laughs> you know, he got he got booked, he was screaming at the fourth official. I no wonder um, if sounds like he
1: like, has been drinking whiskey and smoking cigars for his entire life (laughs) he's always screaming on the touchline isn't he anyway sorry
3: i I saw it i
0: had had reason to scream yesterday
3: (laughs) i saw a thing that he stopped doing pre-match and post-match press conferences until they lose so gary roberts gary roberts does the pre-match stuff and and danny webb Webb does the post-match stuff and that will continue until they lose i think he just can't be bothered doing them
0: no Yeah, well, like, yeah, he would have had a few things to say yesterday on his yellow card and things like that. He was just getting wound up, uh, and um, on a yeah.
3: scale, on a scale of one to angry blackberry,
0: I reckon it was up there. Really? Yeah, I reckon
3: we're. if I can overripe raspberry. Yeah, was dar-
0: it? yeah, darker than a raspberry.
3: He, he and Pete Wilde would make. A, <laughs> uh, he and Pete Wilde together would make at least one carton of Ribena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he was livid. Um, but yeah, it was it didn't neither team particularly felt in control. It was loose, it was frantic. Um the one person who did seem to be in complete control was Finley Krask coming nice. on in the nice in the middle segment. of midfield. Um yeah, he's built like a brick poop house. Um and I was yeah. I think when he came on, I thought, because well, he came on for Pearson, you sort of think, I thought Krasp was a defender, but he slotted into centre midfield and he just was so sort of calm on the ball. And, and, you know, for his first game, to come on against the league leaders off the bench and put himself about against Oli Banks, who's a giant mm. and was calm in possession, kept the ball, always looked forward. This wasn't phased at all. And I think, you know, both him and I'm sure we'll get on to Johnson. I think have both sort of been patient having come in and have, you know, they they yeah, good cameo from him. And I think if Johnson gets dropped for Boreham Wood, he can probably feel really hard done by it based on what he did. But yeah, Finley Finley Krask was um yeah, a nice sort of calming presence in centre midfield. And, you know, I've panicked about us feeling like we've not got very many of midfielders but it looks like he might be one who can come in and sort of you know be a bit forward thinking and also put himself about
3: we're gonna need one Matt Willington's on four yellow cards gotta find one sooner rather than later yeah
0: his yellow yesterday was harsh I thought it's like a first tackle he did in the game and got given a booking rule one
3: well and it was a ref that sent him off last season as well. Uh, but that doesn't narrow it down. There were a few of those. Um, <laughs> you you wanted to mention Tiori uh, Johnson then because he's had to had to bide his time. I'm just looking at his numbers now. Four minutes against Wrexham, 11 minutes against Barnett. Started against Altringham, 72 minutes, 10 minutes York, three minutes Eastleigh. Yesterday was the first time other than that Altringham game that Dave and I saw, which was weirdly also the two-all draw, um, where we properly gave him a go from the start tell us how he fitted in where he fitted in and how well he did and whether or not he should stay inside for Borenwood
0: I mean he, he looked like a proper wing back which you know Charlie Wakefield hasn't and you know Morgan Williams isn't either um yeah, he just gave us that balance uh, that, you know, the whole season we've all talked about how good Jamie Record is and how Jamie Record getting forward on that left hand side has been our main outlet. And, you know, quite often that has resulted in us launching big diagonals over to Jamie Record and just trying to get him into the game. Um, Johnson gave us that on the other side. So it meant we could go down the other side and, and do something a bit different. And I think that. It's almost like we know Morgan Williams' strength is defensive rather than going forward, but Johnson was quite happy to get down the line and then Diath's quite happy to you know, take a few more risks and play those riskier passes because there's going to be someone there who's going to be quite happy to do it. I also think having um, Bevan in at centre-back, he was really strong and he looked a lot more comfortable covering that right back area than maybe some of the other people we've had in there have done. Um but yeah, John, and as well I think Johnson's he's a lot more technical than Morgan Williams so he was quite there was quite a lot of you know little bits of intricate football between him Worthington and Diath on the right hand side so they were able to pass it a bit more cleanly I would say than sometimes when Morgan Williams is in that position so I think if you know looking at next week if I know Morgan Williams I I mean I'm a big fan of Morgan Williams Um, I think it's definitely more of a centre back than a wing back might be a good right back rather than a a right wing back but I think if Johnson gets pulled he'll, he'll have to be feel pretty harshly done by because did nothing wrong he was he was
3: Really good for us. Was he feisty? I remember Ultrium being feisty, sticking a boot in, getting in someone's face, and being a bit, being a bit horrible.
0: Not really. Just went about his game. We didn't have a lot of the ball against Ultrium, did we? Uh,
3: no, very little.
0: Whereas I was—I don't know what your stats say. It felt pretty even. Um, <laughs> it felt pretty even in the game. So I think he—it wasn't that type of game where he was having to be snidey. He was just. Playing, playing his game.
3: I can do a fifty-three percent to Chesterfield, forty-seven to us. But yeah. I, I I trust those figures minimally, if I'm honest. With you. <laughs> minimally,
1: and um, I think it comes up as a question, but I'm going to ask it ear- um earlier. Owen Bevan sounded like he had not Bowen, not Bowen. no. no. sounded like he had a uh, he had a different. Uh, He had a a good game and it sounded like, um, I know neither of us were uh, easily, but it sounded like he he did all right there as well. What what did you make of him on your first look? Your first look? Yeah, it would have
0: been. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, similar with Alfie Pond, really. When the first time we saw Alfie Pond, he looked, you know, really calm with the ball, was quite happy in possession, took a couple of risks at points that almost... Caused issues, but, yeah, defensively was really good and got us moving forward as well. I think we've got a, a good player there. He's not as big as Alfie Pond. Alfie Pond's quite a tall defender, so he's not as big as him. But, um, yeah, certainly looks the part. And I think we can... Well, the question is, is he an upgrade, isn't he? Or the... Yeah, <laughs> I think that's he's the too question. Early too early to say but he, said, if, um, but, but he
1: said we we only had alfie pond for two games as well So
0: yeah.
1: we and and considered him to be disappointed to lose him
0: yeah now, obviously uh, we're gonna
1: lose owen Bevan for the next game aren't we because he's international So <laughs> he
0: yeah so there will be yeah uh, there'll definitely be one change next week but yeah um yeah i think yeah i thought he was really good really good but you kind of expect that from bournemouth don't you a little bit there Got a good academy and good players who come through it, and he was the captain. Is he the captain of their under twenty threes or under 18s mm. Or yeah, captain so of one
3: of the youth team. champ. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Very good. Well, that wouldn't. Wish we shouldn't get into uh, Thursday's podcast too early. Who replaces him? Feels like Morgan Williams would be an obvious selection, but Max Hunt hasn't done an awful lot wrong either.
0: I think Morgan Williams, with a bit of white i cover. I'm, I'm not sure Max Hunt suits a back three. No, I I don't think he's been good enough this season, hence why he's not in the team. No, you get the impression Morgan Williams was dropped because he mentioned a bit of an
1: injury, didn't he? Which could have been a, a slight excuse, but I don't think I've seen anything particularly wrong that Morgan Williams has done, where there's been a couple that Max Hunt, you thought, uh, maybe have been caught out a little bit. So yeah, I think Morgan Williams is probably more down to an injury than yeah. perhaps with Kevin's absence being thought of. Don't know, maybe. Don't play him, don't risk him. Uh, we only came on for like 10 minutes towards the end of the game, didn't he, Morgan Williams? So yeah. Not, yeah. Too, not too much of a risk. What about Grant Smith? So I know it's uh, we we know he's always got an error in him. Is it uh if it will boost time yet, you think?
0: Or? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not quite
1: Halloween yet, is it? So
0: <laughs> get in there. No, I don't think so. I, I don't. I just, I don't was, understand the... what went into what got yeah. into his head for that that first one. I know there's, you know, you've got to defend the set piece. There's extra bits to it, but it was just. It just felt like madness to me. He made a couple of good saves, but other than that, it was one of those afternoons, you know, where he doesn't really get tested too much because defensively we were we were okay. I mean, the, the second goal, he couldn't do much about that because you know, players were just sort of left open. Yeah, um, But it wasn't, you know... Wasn't busy like he like he sounded against Eastley.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Eastleigh, you saw the absolute best of him, didn't he? Shot stopping and all the rest of it. But yeah, some of his decision making maybe could be a little questionable. Obviously, I'm speaking as a uh, uh, professional goalkeeper of uh, many <laughs> years and great experience. So
0: <laughs> You are the Peter Schmeichel of this podcast, Dave.
1: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Peter Schmeichel. Does that mean I have to <laughs> shout uh, outlandishly at the two of you?
0: Outlandish, yeah. Outlandish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nice. You can if you want. Okay, yeah. I I won't deafen the the
0: listeners now.
1: Hmm, okay. So we shouldn't be on a level of uh, one to seven frustrating rating. Where were you on Saturday?
0: Um, I was sort of slap bang in the middle because... I just think, for, for me, going into that game, I wanted to see us play well and actually perform because, you know, York was atrocious and Eastie sounded sounded atrocious. And my fear was that we were going to go into it, not be able to string any passes together, not play any sort of football at all and just really get smashed. Uh, but luckily, you know, that was in the game, so I, I you know I was quite happy, and the game was entertaining. I thought it was a really good game of football. Um sort of was on the edge of felt like at points it was on the edge of boiling over, and I know there was a bit of handbags at the end between Jamie Record and U Kabulum. I think there was yellow cards after the final whistle. Uh, but yeah, I don't yeah, it's frustrating to concede that that late goal from the set piece, but I think going into the game, yeah, I wanted to see us play well and we did that which gave me a bit of
3: hope how many times did you have to practice saying Uka before you actually went on air
0: <laughs> well I I heard I was hoping he wasn't going to come on but I heard I heard Ian Welch's name out try to <laughs> try to say his name and the um, media from Chesterfield were like <laughs> they were all in fits and sort of said it's Ukabulam to us so we knew exactly how to say it as and when he came on. Well, that was his first first goal in f- men's football as well, which is frustrating for us. But mm, yeah, well done to him. He came
1: from lower lower division, didn't he? Didn't he come from like a northern Premier or something yeah, like that side? Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was his yeah his first yeah his first goal at National League. Yeah. Sure, it he's, uh, there are some decent players down there. Well, we, mean, we might have one, Dave. Which we one? might have one in our ranks, waiting oh. to get fit. Yeah. yeah. Before, <laughs> after, after a loan at Stratford. I
3: was going to say. Um, <laughs> easy. Easy. This is supposed to be a good one. I want to ask you two a question. Oh. Uh,
0: the Josh Staunton debate, I think rages on you get you get people complaining when he's putting at center back that put him in midfield sounded like he had a terrible game in midfield on um Tuesday night at eastley and I know a couple of weeks ago I was like play him at the base of a three a seven a three in midfield I think Having seen the way he played yesterday, the way he played against Wrexham, the way he played against Dagenham in the heart of that defence, I think we just need to put him at centre of the back three forever. What, what do you, what do you guys think about that? I'm going to have to
1: defer to you, aren't I, Bet. Oh, you're you? going to have to go. Well, you're going to have to go first. Why am I going to go first? Because you're chairman of the Josh Thornton Van Club. So <laughs> surely I have
3: to remain in. He's going to delegate.
0: He's going to delegate oh, okay. as, as well, chair. He yeah. hands over to the the vice chair. Yeah. Treasurer, I think I am. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, well, my view on Josh Thornton is that in a back three, you're, I, I think he is definitely definitely there. I think if you're playing two at the back, then I would have him in midfield. So there you go. Depends what for formation you're playing, I guess. But I but I, the times I've seen him, I think he was in midfield at Scunthorpe, wasn't he? And mm. I, I wouldn't really judge anybody on that performance. Um, but then I think he was in defence at Altrincham and at uh Wilson, which the other two games I've seen. I think I've seen another one, I can't remember. Um, but then um and yeah, well we, we uh, Oh, we can we can see there's some weird goals at and did not we? But um uh yeah, and Wilston don't think they ever really uh looked too much like they were gonna score against us, but they only had ten men for most of the game, so
3: yeah. Go on then, Mr. Uh, Chairman. Play wherever the hell we well wants to. Stick <laughs> him up front I think that's where he <laughs> wants to go, stick him in goal. Stay, all we want is a team of Josh Tauntons. Eleven of them, please. Thanks very much. Um just
0: not just not in center midfield.
3: I think uh, there is the other angle of it. It depends who's in centre midfield. Because I wouldn't want... There will come a time where we have to have maybe Krask and Perry. And that's going to look very inexperienced, very lightweight, very... um it I sound th- like Finley.
1: Krask is lightweight.
3: No, but you know, lightweight in terms of... <laughs> um Experience. Yeah, kind of. You, you kind of get what I'm saying here. But if you've got Diath and Worthington, Kraken, that's... That's a good enough midfield, and dealt with um, Dale Gorman, for example, in Barnet. Those two had to deal with someone horrible and nasty, and they did for the vast majority of that game with Staunton at the back. So, uh, yeah, anywhere, both, either, he's just got to be on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, there's no disputing that. Mm. That's a, yeah, I know it's a, know it's a real cop out, but. Um, <laughs> We've here so.
0: we've done enough of these we've done enough of these to...
3: yeah <laughs> this is not my first cop out rodeo
1: <laughs> there was a there was a comment by the manager about the about the second goal I know we're going back to talking about the match here about um uh, about it being inexperienced uh, about not knowing to well I, I think mm, he yeah, was I saying st- about yeah
0: I saw your little line in your yeah. news you story. Dig?
3: Yeah, did you have a dig?
0: Well, Cody's I said I, I said uh, out today. At the ta- at
1: the time uh, that that second goal was scored, there were eight hundred and fifty appearances uh, on on in defence. Got the so,
3: calculator out.
1: Yeah, I did. I did, <laughs> and and I think the only person who can can uh, claim an experience out of those five was Owen Bevan. He's obviously only playing his third professional game. But yeah, Jamie Reckle, Morgan Williams, Josh Dorton, jo- um, Grant Smith, and Ben Richards Everton. I mean, there's nothing inexperienced about that, I don't think so. And
0: Diath and Worthington. Well, we're, yeah. We're in, we're I, I, I only as went as, as far well. <laughs> as the
1: defence. My calculator's only got so many numbers. On I was going to say, that's so a well.
0: bloody big abacus behind you, Dave.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um, But yeah, I did think that was a bit. Yeah, I don't think we can play the inexperienced card too much. I don't think.
0: No, I wonder if not defensively. I I I wonder if he sort of used the wrong word then when he because it felt like the question kind of didn't catch him off guard, but I don't think he had the right word in his head ready to say. What's (laughs) the right word? Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. Concentration. It just. It looked like they weren't concentrating.
3: They just all it, switched off. Was it a case of everyone else was waiting for everyone else to take responsibility?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm not and sure just I like no the sound one did. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure I like the sound of that at all. Where's our leaders? Anyway.
0: Well, yeah I don't know, but I thought um I thought Josh Staunton sort of hit the nail on the head with his post match. Um, post Matt's comments, sort of saying that he knew the fans would be behind him if they performed. Because, what was not <laughs> talking couple... about? Me, was he? <laughs> <laughs> I am a proper you, yoga performance. not literally <laughs> behind
1: you, that would be creepy.
0: <laughs> a proper yoga performance one of guts and blood and blood? determination. So much <laughs> blood. <laughs> Hope you can, can get stains out of shirt. Uh, no blood, but a lot of guts. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think that was the. F- having been at the York game and people booing at the end and not just a few boos, like plenty of boos for. Sounds like a good know, party. For- <laughs> hey, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
3: that, <laughs> that tickled me.
0: But 14 days later, for people to be around the edge of the pitch at the end, clapping, it's 14 days, Dave, because Woking was seven days later.
1: Yeah. I was was trying to think. Yeah, yeah. uh, Was York City really that long ago? But it was. That's what I mean at the start.
3: It's Mm. been a long frigging couple of weeks in YTFC land. Mm. Time travel's slower at Hewish Park than anywhere else in the country. I'm convinced of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I just think from us to go from that to the other is. So, um, what, what's.
3: This is a million dollar question that we'll, we'll never be able to answer. What's changed? Because one thing I've noticed and I got quite upset about after the Eastley game was that Chris Hargreaves was really, 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 really complimentary about Eastley. And it wound me up no end. They're a great side. They're a great. No, they're not. They're not a great side. There's no Eastleigh fans listening, so I'm not care. You're, you're not very good. You're finishing mid table. Well done you. You can already book next season's national league campaign. Congratulations, well done. They're not a great side, so I don't consider that a great thing. But he then talked yesterday, Saturday, whenever, um, about how the players were angry in the dressing room after the game. They were angry, and yet they were um, getting themselves going. We've just lost. We've just lost Ian, by the way. We just lost Ian. Dave, are you listening? Oh no! We've lost ben, Ian.
1: Oh, we have. It says ben him. Barrett is now the host.
3: I'm now. I'm now the host with the most. I'll carry oh. on my rant. Go so on. Go. Go. Post Eastley, it was all. Oh, aren't Eastley a really good team? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And no, they're not at all. Rubbish. Go away. Um, but actually, yesterday he talked about them being angry. He talked about them sort of having a little word with themselves after the game.
1: Yeah.
3: Have we? Do you think? And again, we we, we don't know because we don't have. Um, sort of an eye into the um into the, the room. Have we just decided to set our standards a little bit higher?
1: Um, well, what, higher than we did against Eastleigh?
3: Yeah, Ian's Ian's back with, the, back with us in the room now. Hi, Ian. Hi. How are you doing? You OK? Yeah,
1: welcome back. Yeah,
3: sorry about that. Nice Pressed of you to join wrong. us. Press the wrong button.
1: Um, have we set our standards higher? M- maybe, but I'd say we probably set them too low with that kind of comment with regards to Eastleigh. I would say, um, and, but but to be frustrated for the way that we performed against Chesterfield, who are going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they, I think. Um, I know Gareth Aspen will be listening to this and saying he doesn't think Chesterfield will be there or thereabouts. He thinks they're poor, but there we go. Um, uh, I think, yeah, that's where we should be. We should be feeling frustrated if we don't get uh, three points out of performances like that, even against very good teams. That's where our level should be set if we are supposedly mm. playoff challenging.
3: Well, that's that. And Ian, now you're back. I'll kind of reiterate my question. I was saying that after the Eastley game, we were saying how good Eastley was and how good of a point that was. And I completely disagreed. Eastley are not all that much cop. Um, but I was saying that the talk yesterday after the game by Chris Hargreaves was um that the players were angry in the dressing room. There had been some words shared. And I just thought that seems like a, such a massive shift of standard setting. Suddenly we've gone from, well, aren't easily good to, Oh my God, I'm angry. We're not beating Chesterfield. And that for me is a, it's a really positive change of attitude and a really positive change of standard setting, but it feels like a significant one.
0: I reckon the anger was just around the manner of that second goal. There was, you know, they were clearly annoyed at that. And, you know, I think it's a given that the standards should be higher than that on in that situation. And I think I think probably it was even angrier because of the way that they'd played for that game and really taken it to Chesterfield. Um, yeah, that that frustration would have been abundantly clear, I think. My reason for perhaps being more glass half full than empty after yesterday is that it was um, a drastic improvement, but I think one thing is that it needs to be the standard. And I said that in my conclusions, but we can't go playing like this against the good teams and thinking, oh, we're a good side here, and then go and be absolutely clueless against Eastleigh, York. Awesome. And I'll stand by it. I think, yeah, I'll stand by it. Those are the games we should win. If we're going to, if we want to be a playoff team, if we want to be towards the top end of the table, we need to win those games. It's no good losing or drawing those matches. I know it's like, oh, point away, that's good. But at some point, you've got to get three points away and not get just one. I know the National League's balmy, everyone will lose to everyone. And, and it will, not- you know, no one in the top four won at the weekend, did they? No one in the
3: top six. Even Solihull didn't win. In fact, nah, only, only only one of the top ten did. That was Bromley. Yeah.
1: Solihull so, could have lost if Dale Gorman hadn't missed a penalty as well. Lol. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Sorry. So I think I mean I don't know. I'm just rowing back on what I said to in um, the last episode where I was, said he's got four games, but um,
3: oh yeah, you know. did give him four games, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> oh, about that, yeah. Foxy only gave him two, <laughs> but I, I think mean,
1: he does have to, he's, he does have to win games, doesn't he? I, I, yeah, I, I still, does, yeah. I still don't think even with a better performance, I still don't think when you look at the points that we've got our nine games. I mean, it's far from a playoff um, challenging side, let alone one that's going to make the playoff. Um, so I do think if that's about a standard we've set, and I do think it is the right standard to set, um, albeit maybe he hasn't. Well, no. Maybe he hasn't got the resources to be able to hasn't been given the backing to make that uh, make that make that playoff chasing a reality. Um, yeah, I do think he's got to be putting himself got to be under pressure a bit. I, I I still wouldn't disagree, even after Saturday.
3: Yeah, I, I still I and, and my mind. my
0: worry my worry will be that Borum would we can't reproduce that performance. So you know if that you know that if if we can do it two games in a row, and maybe we can play that way and win rather than play that way and draw at the death or lose or you know if we can get a result, then that'll be progress for me, I think yeah. that's like, what we want, but we need to yeah, we need to keep doing it,
3: five draws out of nine that is. That is bonkers. That's five more than Aldershot. Um, I mean, I think we all admit that we should have at least six more points if we say we should have held on against um, Ultrium, We should have held on against um, yesterday against Chesterfield, and we should have probably broken Wielston down and taken three there. So that should be six more points. That would take us um, level with Barnett in ninth and just two points off the playoffs.
1: Shoulda, woulda, coulda, my brother.
3: Uh. (laughs) Ben's very giggly tonight, isn't he? I know. I'm tired, I think. (laughs) I think I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yes. So, all in all, we get a thumbs up, but it'll be a really good thumbs up if we go and beat Borenwood. Mm. Okay. That's Thursday's podcast. Yeah, four points from six will be
0: a decent return. From two home games, uh, one being against the league leaders. Okay, good.
1: We have questions. Do we have anything else we want to say before we get to questions?
0: Let me just check my notes. He makes notes. Oh, yeah, notes. Um, have. Shags um, notes.
1: That's where he went off. That's where he went off. I think uh, we might.
0: I think we might have a question about Scrimmy, so oh. we can talk about that. Uh, the. Avon and Somerset, police were there yesterday in front of the right. press box, asking questions uh, with regards to the uh, chanting that was heard at York. So, yep, they were very visible, asking people if they'd heard anything or where you know where they think it might have come from. So, that's good. I, I can't imagine the perpetrator probably <laughs> took the, the hand game up, off said, <laughs> if if they were concerned at all um yeah. but yeah so that was sort of good to see that did you just say no comment
1: or did you uh, shout well, you'll not take me alive copper and well
0: <laughs> 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 uh, i wasn't asked no. but i've already been asked by the club yeah yeah right questions and-
1: go with Dan Johnson. Is anyone else confused by the fact that we can never seem to hold on to a lead? Despite Chris Hargreaves stating many times that defensive solidarity solidarity? I don't know. Um, Both
0: both, both were. Solidarity. uh,
1: Solidarity to the (laughs) defence was his main objective. They certainly haven't been focusing on attacking too much in training. Are we confused by our inability to hold on to a lead? Are you confused, Ben?
3: I'm confused. Well, I'm. I am now cl- or... I just in life. Um, I now have complete clarity as to why we haven't opened up a dog walking business.
1: Because we throw away leads. Boom, tsh- there
3: you go. That's that's the uh... That's the one I've had written down for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you confused here? Not
1: by Ben's joke, um, but by our inability to hold into lead.
0: I don't know. I, I feel like it's ingrained within your town over the last... Decade. However many managers, seasons, divisions...
3: That, ex, that really extra three yet. all still scars, doesn't it?
0: It's.
3: Oh. Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know if it's ever something we're going to be able to shake off. I mean, we did... There, there were points last season, weren't there, where I remember saying we were one nil up and I was quite confident, you know, there was weird having that feeling of confidence that we were going to see it out. Um, but yes, there's like, themes sort of come back in. I don't know. I, I know it's all about results and it's all about winning, but I would so much rather see us play football and entertain than see us play like we did against Dagenham every week. And backs to the wall for entire second half after scoring I I, you know I really enjoyed the game I know we didn't win we conceded a late goal but I enjoyed the football because it was a proper end-to-end carnage at points with just no one knowing what they were doing on both sides and just enjoyable so I'd rather see us play football than build a brick wall in front of the goal
3: do yeah. we need to then, when we go into the lead, properly roll the dice to get a second? Because we didn't against Eastley. We didn't ever against Ultrium. We were one 1-0, 2-1, 2-2. The same again yesterday. We haven't got that second goal to just give us a cushion. We always feel like we're on edge.
0: I don't know. I think yesterday it was just stupid concentration mis- mistakes. It was just... <laughs> it... Was it wasn't you know it wasn't like oh let's sit back all of a sudden and invite pressure it was just silliness just silliness okay yeah.
1: there you go <laughs> right well put that in your your. Coach's uh, handbook, just a bit of silliness. Okay, um Paddy Horsington, the OG. Why did Chris hargreaves sign Jerry Johnson as a right wing back and then play eight games to give him a proper chance playing that? Now, Ben, you said that his last his his only other star, I and mean, he was in midfield, wasn't he? Centre midfield.
3: Oh, there's a question. That was a while ago now. Mm, um, I seem to remember him being in midfield. Quite possibly, yeah. As as part, we kind of went four four two on that, didn't we? Mm, Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was. He was in front of um, Morgan Williams. I seem to remember.
1: Yeah. So why did Chris Archer take eight games to play him there? Because he played in preseason. Yeah, Yeah, he
0: played. He he played loads of preseason games. I don't know. No idea. He was fit. He, you know, he did. He wasn't overly productive, but I don't know. It felt. Maybe we're just trying to get Charlie Wakefield, (laughs) keep Charlie (laughs) Wakefield in the team, and and you know try him at wing back. But no idea. Only only Chris Hargreaves can answer that one.
3: Okay. But
0: I feel yeah, I think like we've said, great performance. Sort of made it (laughs) made it his a little bit. Yeah.
1: Well, Jake Gallagher agreed with the question, but he didn't have an answer to the question. So, um, yeah, we'll just assume nobody has an answer to that question. Sorry, Paddy. Try again next week. See how, uh, <laughs> see if, uh, how we get on uh, to that one. Uh, Clevo asked Is next Saturday's home game against Wood now a must win, given the amount of points we've dropped this season? No hard luck, not a hard luck story, as need better game management to hold on to leads. Is Wood a must win? Ben Barrett. No. Ian Perkins
0: every game's a must win oh win them all
1: win them all
0: bit early for that but um yeah i uh, i well i don't think if he loses i don't think anything's going to particularly happen but i think if we're going to if we're going to do something this season it is a game that we need to push on from yesterday and and win it
1: I mean, there is a comment on Clevo's question from Dexter Tyson, great name, um, uh, which says that Chris Hargreaves does say he gets it. Um, he says that a lot. I think that's um, Hargreaves'ism, isn't it? But uh, he gets it. And then it yeah. says, well, he must win on Saturday as one winning 10 would be shocking. And you've got to say, one winning 10 games, I, I know he's drawn quite a lot in there. 10 great. Nope. I mean, I wouldn't say must win, but it's not far off must win anything.
3: No, and it's, uh, it's more of a case of it's, it's matching that standard again, isn't it? Mm. Match that standard and probably you'll win more games against teams worse than Chesterfield more often than not. And Boreham would, whilst they're up there in those playoff positions, they did draw at lowly Gateshead yesterday, as is the complexities of the National League this season. So I think we can feel fairly confident that we, could, we have a real chance. What did Dawkins do yesterday? Today beat Notts County three one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> Dorking are crazy though, aren't they? They're like um, they'll 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 get hammered five nil one game, and then they'll beat Notts County three one. Talking of which, did you see the door You know the Dorking chairman and oh and manager and owner and everything. Have you yeah. seen him? Where's one of them big icon baseball caps? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, I yeah. saw a post. I saw an interview with them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Swearing and, he, and going.
1: Yeah, he was swearing to the guy. Yeah, and he was, uh, what is it? They couldn't score gold. He was talking about how they couldn't uh, score gold. <laughs> and he said, we fall in a barrel of tits and we come out <laughs> sucking our thumb. That's what it is. <laughs> now, that's what I want from Chris Hargree's <laughs> post-match interviews. Not sure he can say that, but um, <laughs> but he did anyway. So if you're the owner, you know, chip manager, Jump. no one can touch you, can he? Untouchable. Jumping at the... Yeah. Well, actually, that is a that is a Robin Bachelor question. What is your favourite hagiism? Not sure I can ever take jumping at the bit, work their socks off, or at times seriously again. His uh, his interviews are ripe for f- a football cliches
0: podcast,
1: without a doubt. I'd without say. a
3: doubt, yeah, without a doubt,
0: <laughs> without a doubt, you're right, you're right. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, right. Let's move on from this one. Uh, now there was another question in here that was about football. Uh, oh, it was a Scrimshaw <laughs> question. Dan Johnson, what does Scrimshaw have to do to get on the pitch? Seems Chris Hargreaves would rather sub a defender's on and off than take a forward having absolutely no take off a forward having absolutely no impact on the game. Who would the forward have no impact on the game? She saying Linton. Uh,
0: I think Linton. Yeah, it's who he's referring to. Um, <clears throat> it's difficult. Malachi Linton did is yesterday. He was doing a lot of the chasing down. I think, I think I talked about it last season where I want my you know I want a striker to be in the box like and scoring goals rather than having to press and chase and do all that. Um, although Torre scored from it, uh, I don't know what scrimshaw has to do. I was. I thought he was going to come on yesterday. There was a point where I think it was when Pearson went off, actually. Someone went down. No, Jimmy Toy went down and it looked like he was going to be struggling. And Scrimmy ran down the line and obviously thought he was going to come on for his mate Jimmy. Um, and then Jimmy Toy was like, no, nah, I'm a machine. I'm fine. And carried on and played the full 90. Mm. But I don't. I don't know whether he goes into games knowing the change that he's going to make because it almost felt like felt like if Torrey was coming off, Scrimshaw was sent to warm up to come on, and then takes off Linton and brings on Charlie Wakefield instead. It's, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe just has those changes in mind. He knows exactly what he's going to do beforehand because um, I think he said in his in his pre-match he said that Charlie Wakefield would get minutes. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm itching to see him though because he's, you know, he's coming with a bit of hype. Mm. Um I think I've only seen him I think he came on against Dagenham and chased around for about 18 minutes and didn't see a lot of the ball because it was backs to the wall defending. Yeah, he did um, the same with
1: we... Wilson. came on chased around I think less than 18 minutes I think which feels like he he, he was anyway. But yeah, yeah, didn't really get at much of a sight on goal at Wilson,
0: but then no they would I think, I think there's an argument to be had that we maybe need to take Linton out of the firing line for a little bit and give Scrimshaw a chance up front because I think people will. Well, I know people are going to start to get frustrated with Linton if they, you know, if he's not scoring goals or getting into the positions. Um. And I think, you know, we've signed this guy who's got a two year contract and gonna be part of the club for a a little while, who's come from Bournemouth and has come with a reputation. You know, I sort of
3: thought he'd be one of the players he'd be straight in the team sheet. Yeah. Do we do we have to take into consideration that he's only twenty two? Well, he's twenty I was gonna say twenty one, but actually he was twenty-two five days ago. Happy belated birthday, Jake. Um He's, he's not had in terms of matches massive amounts of matches I mean even at Scunthorpe he only played 13 games does he just need a bit of time to get used to his first proper club that isn't under 18s under 23s football
0: I Don't know we thrown Sam Pearson in the deep end
3: yeah, it's a, it's a very he's,
0: he's, he's become a player we now have to start because of how he's performed like I don't know who else if we had his you know bevan. Alfie Pond it took Pond a little time to come in, but there's, um, I don't know. I feel like he's come in more ready than any others. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot Lind- of uh,
1: lot of loan spells as well, didn't he? Uh, Scrimshaw, like uh, in uh, I know lower levels, but was it Pool Town or something like that? So he he's played he's played games in a season, isn't he? He's played, not like he's. Not not had a lot of action,
0: and I think you know Charlie Wakefield came on yesterday, and we all want to see Charlie Wakefield do well, but he didn't didn't do a lot yesterday. looked He looks a bit slow at the moment. He doesn't look as quick as he did last season. Um, I don't know, but you know, I I thought I, I thought Scrimshaw could have come on at that point rather than. Charlie Wakefield, I think he's, maybe he's got a play a patient waiting game like Chory Johnson has, like Finley Krask has, and this time will come and he'll bang in a hat-trick against Boreham Wood next weekend. Sounds good, doesn't it? Okay, looking forward to that
1: then. Right, <laughs> everyone get down for the ball. And game. Get there's down, be, yeah. There is going to be a hat trick. Okay, um, there's a few uh, questions about off the field things that were, uh, were happening.
3: Uh-oh. So there
1: was a photograph. We're in was...
3: trouble, we're going to get phone calls.
1: <laughs> there's, uh, there was a photograph um, of a long queue of people appearing to get into... fix stand is what old people like me would call the Bartley stand, right? Yes. Yeah? Right, okay. Okay, so it's a stand. And um, so, <laughs> Hugh, Hugh, Hugh is Hugh, God, you've got to love him, has written, is this the second longest queue in England this week? <laughs> Lol. Yeah. Um, so, Clevo asked, is Hugh correct here? That's a question about a question, which is pretty good, I have to say. Yeah.
0: Didn't um, someone say it was the good old days as well at the time? As in like the look at all day. the people that as in oh, there's loads of people come to watch the football and there's a massive queue.
1: <laughs> oh, right. I didn't R- rather
0: that. than it being the only turnstile open for people to yeah, go in. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so this is Clevo's question. Um, and how bad how and how bad does the turnstile issues on the Screefix stand side of the ground look for the so-called match day experience um, alongside no programs why can't the club get the simple and simple things and basics right now i noticed that there was two questions in one that is too. That's lots that's of questions. Classic Cleaver, and he didn't even answer
0: yeah. his question either. He himself, hasn't. Didn't? No, 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 he hasn't.
1: He hasn't answered his. He's left it to, to us. And there is a there is a, a another question um, from Stony saying, "How hard is it to get a program delivered on time?" Um, so, for anybody who didn't see the matchday programs that were seems like printed for the Chesterfield game, did not arrive at Hewish Park in time to be sold before the game. But the club has said that if you have a ticket stub or a season ticket, then you are eligible for a programme for for nothing, uh, and you can also go on the website and download it for free as well as I did earlier on, looking to see if there was a uh, from the boardroom column in there. There isn't, obviously, but um, um, <laughs> maybe there'll be maybe there'll be one next time, and they can they can they can tell us about uh about how they're spending money on turnstile operators and things yeah, like bet. that uh, sorry sorry um, but <laughs> the, uh, so the club so if we if we criticize the club and say or clevo's question says getting basic things right there was an advert in the week about asking for people to come and um help out in that way i don't know if it was a purely voluntary thing or whether this was a I, I, I think I think Turnstile operators are volunteers, aren't they? I don't think they're, I think it's just stewards that are paid members to start. So it, it sounds like, well, it, it looks quite obviously that there is an issue with the number of people that we've got volunteering to be able to help out at matches. And But to put a positive on that, it sounds like the club are trying to find more volunteers. Now, you don't need to get me onto the subject of why do we need so many volunteers to do it? when we've got 2.85 million pounds swilling around somewhere. But um, yeah.
0: Anyone else? Yeah, you, you, I mean, that should afford at least one turnstile operator, shouldn't it?
1: Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How much do yeah. you turnstile operating
0: on? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I was in the ground. Um, well, I don't I know. It's you, is it? Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was already in. Jack, I'm all right. Yeah. I don't know if, obviously there was loads of Kids teams there. yeah. And I don't know if the queue was particularly long because all of them went in through that way with their parents and families and things like that. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many turnstiles have been open this season. You know, maybe the, the, the screw fix stand was busier than it has been at any other point this season. So I wonder if previously we've only needed one. So because this, you know, it's been quiet. So maybe that's just how it was. And as for the programme, I think that's sounds like out of the club's hands. Not a lot the club can do if it didn't get shipped out and delivered on time. Delivery issues or something.
1: I did see a couple of people comment on the Community Sports Trust Facebook page saying what a good time they and their kids had and that they will be coming back. So that was good to
0: hear. Yeah, good job they didn't do it at York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm go d- back to I, that again. My my I'm, um nephews picked a great first game to go and watch against Wrexham, and you know yeah. came in and got the kits after, and are now full on Yeovil Town fans, with, though they live in Dartmouth. Um, yeah, so <laughs> just luck of the draw, which game you go to that <laughs> ends up in a little bit of money coming back into the club. Yeah
1: how many programs all of those kids' parents would have bought um okay all right, another question they can't help it, yeah, no, they can't help that one no i'll I'll yeah give them that um uh so do we have any other questions which are kind of football related or do we go into the other uh, we asked the isn't one there's another one from Robin Baxley with will doors he's yeah five-figure undisclosed fee from David. Um, hey, yeah. Uh, Will Dawes's Loughborough University background. Can you think of any other ex-players who studied slash had interesting careers before or after playing for us? And then he's done, a, he's done a Clevo here saying, I have a feeling Richard Hines got a degree before joining and also a notable mention for Don Blizzard's acting career. And then Paddy's just written, Michael mckindo Yeah, he did have an interesting career after he played for us. I'm not talking about Doncaster Rovers. He's director
3: of football at Gretna, isn't
1: he? He is now, yeah.
3: How far at the pyramid is that? Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, yes, Richard Hines has a degree in law. Right, ah,
1: impressive he has a law degree. Yeah. Um, Don Blizzard, we've we, we've mentioned him before, haven't we, about hmm. his, his acting career? Anyone else got on to do?
3: Nathan Smith, Smiths smells of eight course, yeah. sells eight pounds bottles of uh, of Lucasade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was Russell Slade a teacher? He was a
1: teacher beforehand, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. I met someone who who, who um, was a student when Russell Slade was a PE teacher, and apparently in cross country, when there was someone not running fast enough, he used to throw golf balls on. <laughs> you would you wouldn't get you wouldn't get away with that these days, would you? But that's what that's what he told me.
0: Does anyone
3: scream PE teacher more than Russell Slade? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely.
3: He'd also, he'd also be the type of PE teacher that was really angry about the fact that he had to cover a second yeah, subject. And he, yeah. would, so yeah. he, he'd also be your geography teacher and he just would not give a crap. No. Wouldn't. Yeah. Say. I remember when I had a PE teacher
0: who was also a music teacher, oh, it was like, he'd come in in his ASICs like squash shoes and teachers <laughs> like rocking all over the world or something. <laughs> I,
3: I think I'm right in saying whilst we're on, um, Uh, footballers with careers that we we've got a couple in our ranks now ben Richards, everton is he has a clothing line okay it's just like uh, is it for the taller gentleman (laughs) right probably yes and um charlie Wakefield models does modeling or did as a center forward no as a (laughs) as a handsome person
0: oh (laughs) models as a right wing back
1: Oh. Right. There you his go. His arguments
0: were so convinced by his performance that he thought, oh, let's well, put <laughs> him in.
3: <laughs> uh. According to Instagram, yes, um Rivici R-I-V-I-C underscore. If you're listening, Ben, sponsorship packages are available. Uh-huh. Um, there's a picture of uh, Calvin Phillips wearing wearing the gear. All right.
1: Yeah,
3: maybe, maybe if he ever plays
1: a game of football again, we'll probably find out. Still get an England team, I imagine, right? Yeah, but, probably, yeah. N- not Ben Richards-Everton, but...
3: Uh, no, Ben, ben Richards-Everton, yeah. owner of Ravici. There you go. Uh, yeah, Ravici. Any okay.
0: other co- Any other co-directors? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So got Where do money? they operate out of? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, business process a huge part.
3: See, this is what happens when you start making slanderous comments. Yeah. The internet goes wobbly. Exactly. They're, listening. Yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. listening right yeah. now. That,
1: that that did sound like you were having some <laughs> kind of a fit then, Ian, when you said that very slowly. Mm. Uh, okay. Self-censorship. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Moving um, on. Okay. So uh, one more question from James Drew. Is there a random dislike you have towards a team or, or a player for absolutely no reason. As a 12-year-old, I hated Rustin and Diamonds, and a player was Greg Blundell. 20 years on, I still have those feelings. Do you have an irrational hatred of uh, any particular team or player?
3: I have I have two from Football Manager. Go on. I hate and Fenra. Right. Nice guy. to probably the only one still left on the planet who will willingly sign up for Soccer AM. Um on Football Manager he always used to score against me like always no matter who I was no matter what level I was if I came up against him he'd score against my team and so one one transfer window I bought him and within about 10 minutes of his debut he broke his leg and was out for 9 months
1: Harvey so, is it? so
3: um, yeah like and like he chose to break his leg there was a young keeper at Brighton and I want to call him Christian Walton Chris Walton Chris Walton um and um, long seasonal football manager with Brighton, very <laughs> successful. He was my number two goalkeeper. My number one goalkeeper got uh, injured the day before the cup final. So I had to have Christian, Chris, Christian Walton in, had a stinker, lost the cup final. I've never forgiven him.
1: Okay.
0: I've so got
1: Ben's, two. Are they made up like Ben? No, they, these they are real. Players. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, one, which probably isn't totally irrational, is Danny Hilton.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, he just the yeah. total wind up merchant of Hewlish Park. Yeah. Um in those he probably, uh, I think
1: he probably loves the fact that uh, yeah. that you
0: dislike him, yeah. Not you personally. And do you remember Chris Taylor played for Oldham? Little Ginger Bella. Yeah. 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 Striker. Yeah, I think he's a midfielder. I think he was he always wound me up as well. I think he was quite good. Yeah. But yeah. Don't know why. I it just sticks out about right, you, Dave? you got any?
1: Um, I'd say Bath City for n- no real reason. I think when I was growing up, maybe they were our actual rivals opposed to the team from South Dorset who never really were and I still don't say are. Um, but there was a player who played for them called Paul Adcock who just dived all the Stop time. Stop giggling. Probably why I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he went on to play for Weymouth. Uh, so he wasn't adcock there. So, there. <laughs> um, and I think that is us out of questions, but I'm going to say James Drew because he did say something nice about us. Can I say something nice about us?
3: Uh, yeah? You can, must, but... If you must. How
1: does it feel knowing the Gloverscast podcast with you guys coming out is the best thing to happen about our club in years? Keep up the great work for the fans.
3: How much did you pay him? How much did you pay him to say that? I didn't pay him. I didn't pay him nothing. Nothing. Can you can you tweet something like?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: tweet something <laughs> like this. No,
3: no. I James, James it will feel an awful lot better if these guys give me a live show. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> live show.
0: Did you hear the question last week, which was who would win in a one hundred meter race and who would win in a two thousand meter race between the three of us? I mean, me, Foxy, and Elliot answered it or unanimously just Elliot. But Elliot, I yeah. think, you know, there's one for the live show. Yeah. What? 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 Not, not a 2000. Uh, Re- and a,
3: yeah, both. Oh, I'm <laughs> the running shoes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't really fancy my chance uh, on either. I'm probably better over distance than I am in short. Sh- um, short <laughs> shorts. Shorts, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely better yeah. over distance. Bear in than trousers
0: than, than shorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. really. uh, it's not the worst
1: I'd, I'd I'd back Ian for all of it, just um, because he's a like a
0: professional sportsman. Don't say that to Ben. I'm not professional. Ben yeah.
3: Ben's going to be yeah. Not Ben's holding up his
1: asthma in inhaler.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> not a chance.
0: I've got one of them as well. Yeah.
3: I did. I did represent my school at five thousand meters at sort of school level. Yeah, because they wanted someone in every competition in every event, and we didn't have anybody. So I was like, yeah, I'll do. It. Did you win? No, no, God, no. It finished last oh, by a million miles. Okay. But I did it.
0: <laughs> finished a
3: 5,000-meter race last by a million miles. It was quite impressive, yeah. Yeah. It, I ran the wrong way for a long, the wrong. long time. <laughs> um, right, I'm just going to Google how much Westlands Community Centre want for us to hire a haul out for the live. <laughs> Westlands
1: Westland Community Centre? Where's What's that? Called?
3: What's it called? Entertainment venue?
1: Yeah. Com- entertainment complex i think, think we was, just yeah. I think
0: we might just need the back room at the beehive
3: rather than <laughs> yes <laughs> a back room at
1: the beehive yeah now that now that is a um yeah that is a that's a thing isn't it
3: we can we have a number of flexible spaces and can easily accommodate a small meeting for 10 or a large scale conference. sounds perfect 100. <laughs> Which one we go for? Right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> ten sounds ambitious to me. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Especially if there's three. Well, maybe if we're three of the ten, we could probably do that, can't we? Yeah. It's
3: quite nice. I might give them a call tomorrow. Yeah. Not tomorrow. Right.
0: <laughs> let's. <laughs> yeah, they'll be closed tomorrow. Yeah. Um... Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's call it. If you if you've listened today, you obviously needed something to perk you up. Hopefully, we've done that. <laughs> yeah. Uh... If you've listened the day after, I hope you had a nice bank holiday. And
3: well, what, enjoy, enjoy. what are you two doing for your bank holiday Monday? We've both got a day off. Yes. Jammy kids.
1: I was gonna say, Ben, it, I think even if they gave you a day off, you wouldn't take it anyway. You still insist on working. Yeah.
3: No.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> the kids are at home.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am I am working from home tomorrow. I have got to work from home. So yeah. I, I I don't mind being available, but I have got to work from home.
1: All right. right. All right, lads. Speak to Thursday.
3: Speak to Thursday.
0: to Boram Wood.
3: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard
0: making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the
3: path of Morris. He's fended by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. To start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead.
0: Stansfield, good turn away
3: from Trott, goal!
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...